My name is Don L. And uh, for a while, I didn't even know what a drug habit was. And uh, I didn't know the effect that it would have on me. And I woke up a gorilla. Had a lot of turmoil. I didn't even want to be on this earth. Had I known then what I know now, I would have never touched the substance. The guilt and the shame and the remorse that I had for myself and uh, the thought of even killing myself at some point only to keep waking up to the horrible disease of addiction. I was here, but I wasn't doing anything with my life. I was just existing. And it's not like that today. For the last three decades, Power Recovery Center has been a hub of alcohol and drug treatment within the Baltimore City area. A few of our clients were willing to be transparent and share their stories of hope and recovery. My mother was a single mom. Her and my father separated when I was young. And uh, I didn't know the effect that it would have on me at some point in my life. My mother did the best she could with raising us. And one day I decided to jump the fence. And when I say jump the fence, I was introduced to drugs. And uh, for a while, I didn't even know what a drug habit was until one day I didn't have it. Had I known then what I know now, I would have never touched the substance. But uh, it has brought me to a stage in my life now where I'm seeking treatment. Wasn't trustworthy. Last year around this time, I didn't even want to be on this earth. And the day my whole perspective has changed. So I took the opportunity to get some help. So I came to a power recovery. And I like to call this place an institution of higher learning. And that higher learning is of oneself. I never knew how uh, addressing mental health could be so important. Because uh, the guilt and the shame and the remorse that I had for myself and uh, the thought of even killing myself at some point only to keep waking up to the horrible disease of addiction so I was surrounded by good people I just chose to do something different you know with not having a father in my life I know that had an impact on me only to become him because my father was an alcoholic you know I never understood how people could drink and be sociable I had to drink till I was plastered. 
So I never did anything, you know, on the level of just being okay. I had to drink to get smashed. And uh, and for a long time, and I don't even like using this word, I hated my father. Only to become him. I separated from my kids. You know, I got a grandson right now that doesn't even really know me. And uh, I could beat myself up about that, but I'm not going to. What I can do now is be the best pop-pop I can be. So right now, I'm just trying to get myself together and live a better quality of life. You know, make sure my health is in order. My mother had uh, four siblings. I had two, two, two sisters and one brother. And then on my father's side, my father had uh, four more kids. And um, we all close in that, though. You know, I ain't had no beef. My siblings are wonderful. They really are. They've always been supportive of me. You know, regardless of what I was doing. You know, sometimes I dragged them through. But they was always there for me. And they're there for me now. So I never had a problem in that area. My siblings would describe me as a happy-go-lucky person. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the comedian or the go-to guy when I'm not using. When I'm using, they already know that I, a lot of times I won't even go to events. I won't go to cookouts or nothing like that. But, yeah, but when I'm clean, yeah, I'm a winner. Like I said, they love me. They embrace me. At the age of 14, a so-called associate of mine introduced me to cocaine. And I really didn't like cocaine. I didn't understand it. And then he introduced me to heroin. And that was it. I fell in love with it. Every day for at least five years without missing a beat because it was so plentiful. It was an open-air drug market in the housing projects, and it was so ready available. And I used for five years without even being ill because I could wake up and get it any time I wanted. And uh, one day I thought I was sick from maybe a cold or the flu or something, and I told him I wasn't coming outside that particular day. Because I didn't feel well. I was thinking about going to the hospital. And he uh, said something to the fact that uh, <laughs> you dope sick. And I told him I wasn't no junkie. And don't say that to me. And uh, he convinced me to do two lines. And all of a sudden I was okay. I took a shower when I went outside. And that's when I knew I had a problem. And I, I couldn't go without it. And it took decades, decades to come to the realization that there's a possibility that I could stay clean and sober. But uh, I was introduced to the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous, and because I didn't understand it, and at the time I didn't want no parts of it, I didn't comply, I didn't adhere to any rules the court sent me to, or none of that. Couldn't even complete a probation or parole. Disease of addiction wouldn't allow me to. One of my deepest points of despair 
like I was saying last year around this time, I, di- I didn't want to be here. I tried drinking and doing enough fentanyl to kill myself, but it wouldn't allow me to die. I made a recording. And I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I had became. I just wanted to die. I no longer wanted to live. I was here, but I wasn't doing anything with my life. I was just existing. I would get up and actually be mad because I woke up. And it's not like that today. I wake up today and I say I'm great. I'm amazing. I use affirmations to tell myself I am somebody. I'm worthy. I deserve more. I deserve better. And I do. Eddie, and um, well, starting the childhood, uh, growing up, started off uh, smoking weed, marijuana. First, I started smelling it in my household, so I got uh, I got curious and wanted to know what what was that smell. So, um, uh, my parents was doing it at the time, and um, found this stash. You know, make a long story short, found this stash and got curious one day, took it outside with my friends and st- and started smoking it. So I liked it. So I kept smoking it and um, I kept liking it and I kept smoking it. And time went on and my mom found out that I was smoking it. So um, when she found out I started smoking it, then... Uh, by that time, I was selling drugs. Um, I was about 14 at the time. So that's when I started smoking weed when I was 14. And um, she got curious and started searching, snooping around in my room. And she found drugs in my room. And she flushed it down the toilet. I was upset. You know, I was like, how could you do that to me when you doing what you doing? So... Um, one thing led to another, and then she uh, threatened to send me to child protective custody, and um, she didn't. And um, I ended up staying home, and then I was smoking weed so much, and that made it like a lot worse, you know. Um, once I finished uh, smoking marijuana, I was hanging out with my my, my friends and. Some of my friends were smoking marijuana. Some of my friends were smoking PCP. So then that led to me smoking PCP. And I was about 16 years old when I started smoking PCP. Um, turned 16. Uh, I kept smoking it. I was out of my mind. Didn't know where I was at. Stopped smoking it for a while. Then I went back to smoking it. And then... Um, Still hanging out in the streets. So then I got curious. So I was like, well, if I'm selling this crack cocaine and I see everybody going out, you know, for it, and what's the what's the hype about it? So then I tried it. And then I liked it. And then I kept smoking it. And I kept smoking it. 
until um, I lost contact with myself, um, smoking it. And um, I found myself to be broke all the time. Um, Then I was thinking about ways I could get it. I wasn't selling it anymore, so I kept smoking all my product up, so I was broke. So then one thing led to another, then I started stealing. Started stealing majority of, of, of everything to get money, to get more drugs. So then I did that for a long time. And then, well, <clears throat> I ended up going to prison. And the judge gave me like 30 years because I did like eight armed robberies. But then um, went to prison, went to jail for about about six years, and then I went back to court, and he gave me the drug program. But that didn't do any good because I got out, and I kept on using drugs, and I kept on smoking crack cocaine, and it wouldn't stop, and I didn't know how to stop. So um, one thing led to another, and um, I had some friends that was – uh, doing some heroin So I tried that I said maybe if I try this I can get off of that Crack cocaine But it didn't work It made it worse um, Now I'm hooked on crack Now I'm hooked on heroin So now I'm just stuck with these two habits And I didn't know how to stop using And it just ended up going for years And years And I kept doing both On and off On and off On and off couldn't keep a job because all I wanted to do was get high. Um, couldn't keep nothing because all I wanted to do was get high. So um, kept kept getting high. And then uh, I'm going to say the beginning of last year. Well, I went to prison on a violation and got out last year about um, March, April of 2018. And... Um, Kept getting high. Didn't know how to stop getting high. So then uh, November the 12th of last year, that's when I, uh, well, November the, the 9th, I admitted myself into the hospital. Out of my mind, didn't know what to do. Called myself trying to commit suicide. And um, one thing led to another. Then one of the guys was like, you ever been to Pal before? And I was like, nope, I've never been to Pal. And he was like, are you interested in going? And I asked him, I said, what is that? He was like, it's a it's a drug program, but they help you get on your feet. They help you get in touch with life. They help you, you know, mentally. And I was like, yeah, that's what I need, you know, mental health and figuring out a way how to stop using drugs. I was just done. I was just totally done with the whole situation because I was tired of being homeless. Um, I was tired of just living from couch to couch. And um, I needed a new way of life. So that's why I chose to come to PAL and to better myself. And two days later, I'm at PAL. I came to PAL. So once I got to PAL... They helped me with my mental health, um, and they helped me to a new way of life. I don't know. It was by the grace of God, I think.
Everyday lives are being transformed in Southeast Baltimore through the Power Recovery Center. If you or someone you love needs to be in treatment, please contact our staff at 410-276-1773 or you can visit our website at powerrecovery.com.